Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you want to be great? Or do you want to be common? That's what we do here every day. We strive for greatness. We want our teams to be the best. How we want to be the best in our life. That's why when we sit here and we're critical of certain things, it's always coming from a place of getting better. It's always coming from a place where When you hear me talk, if you think it's criticism, hating, whatever some of you call it, then you don't strive for greatness. Please hit the like button, and I'm going to start this thing off here by doing this. How can you be the worst tackling team in the National Football League and take two days off when you got a high-powered offense rolling into your football stadium on Monday night? Don't you think there's a sense of urgency somewhere there? Jesus, criminy. If I had a performance like that, and my coaches, and my organization, and my general manager came to me and told me we're taking two days off, I'd get my freaking football team. We'd go out back, and we would practice ourselves. Got a bunch of... Time card punchers here. This is BS. That team don't work hard enough. You are not going to fulfill your destiny because you do not put the work in to be great. That is a fact. They don't work hard enough. They didn't work hard enough. And by the way, they'll never own it. Worst tackling team out of the 32 NFL teams resides in Philly. And you're telling me that that defense is going to be a top 10 defense? Never in your life do top 10 defenses not show up every week. I don't remember the great defenses ever going, eh, don't worry about it. And we'll do what some of you guys do over here. Eh, it's one week, sales. So who cares? Man, you can't be great sometimes. You got to be great all the time when the lights are on and when the lights are off. Hit the like button. I'm going to do something here. I had a whole different show set up. But when I heard this, I had to go to the transcripts of this. And I want to read you something. It absolutely blows my mind. This was yesterday at Jonathan Gannon's press conference. When it comes to rotational positions, 
So not just D-tackle, D-N. Is that sort of the game plan? That rotation? How much room is it of changing the game with you and the defensive line coach, Tracy Rocker? That was our very own John McMullen asked that question. Here's Jonathan Gannon's response. Yeah. I like we talked about, I think, last year. I think it's a good question. We set, get this. We set up the game plan a certain way and say, hey, we want to come out of the game kind of looking like this. And we do that with head coach Nick Sirianni and Eagles general manager Howie Roseman. But then there is always room for us to get better and change the game as it unfolds. I could go on. Your general manager's part of your freaking game plan every weekend? Why? This guy doesn't trust your coaching staff. Howie Roseman doesn't trust Nick Sirianni or the D coordinator or the O coordinator. So he's involved in the offensive game plan. He's a general manager. Unless Howie Roseman was somebody like Ozzie Newsom or someone like that that had played in the game, had been able to wear dual helmets. I'm listening to I'm listening to Ozzie. What is Howie Roseman doing when it's talking about how you're going to construct your game plan? That also means he's telling the coach who should play and not. The guy who built the team can destroy the team. He has no trust because of what they did with him with Chip Kelly. This guy's not going to not have his thumbprints on anything that's not related to this team. If it has everything to do with Sunday game plans, winning, players active, players not active, players getting touches, Howie Roseman's got his thumbprint on it. Jacobs, this isn't new. This isn't new. That's the first time I have ever heard a general manager's name being brought up by a defensive coordinator where I heard him say it out loud. That stuff all before was innuendo. Now you're hearing a DC say this. We sit down with Howie Roseman and go over the game plan. This guy doesn't trust his coaches. This guy doesn't trust it. Don't get the frig out of the way. This guy's going to be the undoing of this team's success this year. Something he built is going to be the undoing. Dude, he has no place in that room. He has no Influence or shouldn't have any influence on who plays. What formations? This guy goes over formations with the GM before the game? It's the first time I've ever heard a defensive coordinator admit that the general manager is in the room outside of the Dallas Cowboys. 
totally awful. That team's a Super Bowl team? God doesn't trust his coaching staff. Which in turn means he doesn't trust his players. So how we had something to do with that defensive game plan? Nice job, coach. Coach Roseman. That's what I'm going to start calling him. Not the GM now. Because now he's Coach Roseman. Coach Roseman now is going to get the same criticism that the rest of the coaches. Because now that he's involved in the game plan, hey, Howie, you sucked out loud on Sunday defensively. Now you also open yourself up for that, Howie. You're not going to have an escape goat in Jonathan Gannon when that thing falls on its face like it did on Sunday. And when Justin Jefferson, who you missed out on, goes for 250, you can't blame Jonathan Gannon for that because you're involved in the game plan too, son. Lions got better. Dan Campbell and that coaching staff, you could tell that thing's under their umbrella. Howie? Coach Roseman? Hey, right here out of the game plan. Hey, Philiopolis, I'll read it to you again. This is out of the Eagle transcript. This was a question John McMullen asked. I'll say it again to you, okay? I have it. When it comes to rotational positions and not just D-tackle and D-end, sort of a game plan. I'll show you where this guy right here, Philiopolis is a jackass and making stuff up like many people in the Philly media do. Here's Gannon's response to rotation. Yeah. Like we talked about it last year, I think it's a good question. We set up the game plan a certain way and say, we want the game to look like this. We do this with executive vice president and general manager Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni. It's right there. Right there, right there. Your GM is involved in your game plan. This is taken right from the press conference. Not fake news. Not fake news. Involved in the game plan. Wow. The man is an egomaniac. Coach Roseman can't get out of his own way. Can't. Here's the fundamental flaw so far going into the season. You overpaid for Fletcher Cox's return. That guy is not 14-4. I don't care what some of you think. That's not a $14.5 million player. Way past that day. Hardgrave's got to get better. He's 12-9. That dude's got to get way better. Hassan Reddick, did he show up? You should put his face on a milk carton. 
Have you seen this kid? Man. And you have a GM involved in putting the pieces together. You're damn right your general manager could screw this season up. Get out of the way. Holy cow. That's a trust factor you have to have for your coaching staff, my friends. You got to believe in your coaches. Or your players won't. You know why Jonathan Gannon has a problem with communication with his players? Because they know the buck doesn't stop there. Dude, I don't want a million voices in my team meeting room. I want one decision maker. One guy it has to run through. I don't want a convention of people to have to run something through. Every time you get multiple opinions, you never have what? Conviction in what you're doing. Anthony, yet and still 1-0. Congratulations to you. You will not beat elite teams with this approach. And you have it in two years. You haven't beaten an elite team in two years. Don't talk to me about being 1-0. What is, what's the last elite team the Eagles have won? Two and a half years ago? Don't talk to me like you guys are Super Bowl champions. You're paper champions as of September 14th. Don't talk like you've done something. And by the way, I echo Jason Kelsey in that. You haven't beaten a team in two and a half years. That was a legitimate team. Got your GM involved in your game plan. Man. (laughs) Why? Why would you have a guy who's a personnel salary cap guy talking to me about running trap plays? Or defending the trap. Or talking about how they're going to approach the passing game. Or the run game. How, what, 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 what could he possibly add to a game plan? What? What's his forte? What, what is his experience on putting a game plan together? Now I know why it looks the way it looks. On defense, you know why? I told you this yesterday. Jonathan Gannon has a plug-and-play defense. You really think he means that literally? I do. You don't bring up the general manager's name when you're talking about going over a game plan? Absolutely. You could go through 31 other press conferences, and I could guarantee you no DC is going to say, yeah, I sat down with the GM yesterday. And we went over the game plan. Even in jest. Nobody does that. (laughs) Nobody in Philly's going to say that because you know why? Bob Lang will shut their asses down. That's why. Got to be careful here. Got to be careful. I have a problem with it. Nobody in the Philadelphia market will say that but big sales. I have a total problem with that. 
dude, you have coaches, you have GMs, you have scouts, you have people that work in a salary cap. Let them do their job. Or hire someone new. Everything goes through Howie Roseman, including play calling. Does the play sheet too? And again, this is why it looks like plug and play on defense. It's totally plug and play. That's why when you look, and that guy that was on with Sports Take today is awesome. And he's so right. Jonathan Gannon's defensive scheme is more important than the players that are on the field. He don't trust the players. He believes more in what he's doing than the players that are involved in the scheme. He doesn't customize defenses. A true defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing will look at the personnel that he has. He's not going to walk into a team meeting with a scheme until he sees what he has. How could you possibly know what you have when you didn't practice? You didn't put it together at all. Okay? You didn't put it together. It's, it's, it's a plug and play. Well, we'll put this player here. We'll put this player here. We'll put, you didn't, you, that's not a design scheme. Jim Johnson designed schemes. Buddy designed schemes. Bud Carson designed schemes. Some of the greatest D coordinators of all time, they design schemes to the type of personnel they have on the field. Okay. Flex goes, absolutely. I'd say, yeah, well, Gannon, this is what he believes in. This is what he believes, okay? This is how great coordinators do it. Buddy looks at Wilbur Marshall, Otis Wilson, and Mike Singletary, and Dan Hampton, Steve McMichael, Richard Dent, Doug Plank, Gary Fensick, And they look at all those things, and Buddy goes like this. How can I utilize these guys to the best of their ability? What can I do to develop this system around those guys? Dude, do you actually think putting a 43 defense together and using that personnel would have had the same impact of the 46? Absolutely not. Buddy had to sit there and go like this. Let me design this to the strengths of what Wilbur does. He's a headhunter. Doug, Doug Plank was going to kill people. Gary Fensick, too. We'll get pressure from Dent and McMichael. Hampton's a Hall of Famer, too. Buddy designed a scheme around these guys. That's what a true coordinator does. He doesn't walk in with a 34 or 43 or a 50 front or a bear look and go like this. Well, let's just plug the players in. You customize a scheme to this. That's why Hassan Reddick hasn't had a job in three years when it comes to somebody bringing him back year in and year out. Because no one's developed in Arizona and in Carolina. Same thing. They couldn't design a scheme around him. Jim Johnson would have did the same thing with Hassan Reddick that they did with Hugh Douglas. They would have designed a, they would have designed a position for him. Reggie goes, we don't dwell on the past. 
This ain't the past. This is 19 ball games, guy. You think I'm talking about the Lion game? Holy cow. Some of you guys, man, are so narrow-minded in how you approach things. This is 19 ball games. This ain't one game. This is 19 games. You don't think you already know who this dude is after 19 ball games? I was told last year it was because of the shitty personnel. Not true. This guy's who he is. And it won't change. And it won't change. <laughs> it won't change. This is 19 ball games. Jack goes, Reddick is a pass rusher. He sure is, because he can't play the run, and he can't play the pass when it comes to covering backs or tight ends. You're damn right you're right. Okay? You're damn right. He's one-dimensional. And the Eagles gave a one-dimensional player 10 million bucks. So you gave Fletcher 14-4, completely overpaid him, and you gave a one-dimensional ball player 10 that's why Howie, and you hear Jonathan Gannon going, yeah, he's going to cover some passes too. He's going to do, yeah, because you know why? You don't pay $10 million for a guy who does one thing, and you have to take him up off the field half the time. He's not on the field 25% of the game because he's one-dimensional. He's one-dimensional. This is... 19 ball games going into your 20th game. You guys think I'm sitting here talking about the freaking Lion game? I'm talking about 19 ball games. Seriously, you, Philly 500 is on this at the bottom of the hour here, Ryan. He's on at the bottom of the hour. So we're going to talk to our friend. We'll get his thoughts on what he saw. Man. It's not that it's new news that Howie's involved in everything. It's one thing to hear your defensive coordinator being asked questions by our very own John McMullen at the Eagle press conference. And for him to actually say that Howie's involved in the game planning. And they go over it with Sirianni and Howie Roseman. And you hear him saying that. This is what we want to kind of look like when we go into the game and out of the game here. And we sit down with Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni and we go over the game plan. That's what he said. Okay. Jay Gannon is a DB coach and his style... Sorry, brother, repost that for me here. LP, Gannon is using his Prius to go across the Sahara, uses a Land Cruiser to go grocery shopping. Frustrating as hell, absolutely. Thank you, Nathan. It's insane. It is insane, Jeff. Dude, you know, here, here's why, too. You hurt the credibility of your coaches and your coaching staff in the locker room. When you know other people are involved in decision-making on how the game, and too many voices. What happens with too many voices? Too many opinions and no clarity. 
That's why it's not aggressive. That's not an aggressive approach. That's by committee. They play defense by committee and plug and play. And that's why it looks like that. Tell me I'm wrong. That's why it looks like that. And get this, Howie's influence on the team was not to be in shape and run. That's his influence. And when you're not in condition, what happens? You start playing high. Your angle tackling is horrible. And you're the worst tackling team in the league. Man, by God almighty, if somebody told me that my team after week one was the worst tackling team in the league with our performance, I'd hang my head. I wouldn't be sitting around going, eh, we're going to take two days off of practice. Jesus, criminy. What kind of stuff is that? Dude, man, this is a really weird approach to things. I am not in favor of any of it. This is really weird. You don't practice hard enough. You're not in shape. You were the worst tackling team and you take two days off? 19 games of defensive coordinating tells me who Jonathan Gannon is. Not just the Lions game. And you got the GM involved. Why? Is the owner too? Boy, you guys got a happy little crew there. What do you guys have? Bagels and Cokes and such and sit there and you talk about the game plan with the owner of the GM. It's a weird approach, man. Hey, they may win a Super Bowl. I see why Doug, I now see why Doug Peterson was frustrated with this. This would frustrate the hell out of me. I don't want to have, I don't want to have conversations with you. They're still holding those Monday conversations. With the coach and the coordinators. The general manager is still having those conversations on Monday. There's no way that's not happening. There is no way that's not happening. Dude, you 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 weaken your coach's places in the locker room. Like, look at Dallas. You guys hate the Cowboys, right? And you look at the approach that Jerry has. I mean the head coach and the coordinators in that building, dude, they got the same fundamental system. And you know what? Hey, I'll say this to you, though. And to be fair, how he's had more success than Jerry. At least over the last 22 years, he has. Okay? He has. Jerry early because he had a good football man in the building. Man. This is unbelievable. And I want to bring my boy Philly 500 in here now. <laughs> Bro, I want to read you something. You're fired up today, Dan. Hey, dude, I want to read you this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Did you hear okay. it already? Oh, yeah. I know okay. exactly where you're going with it. Yeah, so. let, me, let, me, let me read this to you here, and I want your spin on this. So this was a question that our John McMullen asked when it comes to rotational positions. So not just D-tackle, D-end, it's sort of the game planning of how we put everything together, how much room you have, how are you using that, do you communicate with Tracy Rocker? That's what John McMullen asked. Here's John Jonathan Gannon's response. Yeah, and this is from the Eagle transcripts. Yeah, like this is from the press conference yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> 
like we're talking about, I think last year, I think it's a good question. We set up the game plan a certain way and say, hey, we want to come out of the game and we want to look like this. We sit down with the head coach and with Eagles executive vice president, Howie Roseman, to go over the game plan. But then there's always room for us to go through the game plan together and try to put things in there so as the game unfolds. I'm going to stop because it's longer. Right. Um. So the GM's involved in the game plan on defense. Yeah. Let me get it's, your thoughts on that. It's how we vision, baby. We're all just living in it. Nobody says it's good or bad. It could be whatever. This is this is the bad side of Howie Roseman. I'm not surprised by this one bit. Just going to tell you. Because if you remember when Doug was here, he had to have weekly meetings with uh, Howie Roseman and the owner explaining his game plan. Why you even though you won, why didn't why did you not throw enough or why did you do this wrong? So this so this doesn't surprise me at all with Howie Roseman. This is the downfall of Howie Roseman. This is the negative when it comes to him. He he's too involved in everything. I think they're still having those Monday meetings. Oh, I'm sure they are. You know, listen, this and you said it briefly earlier. I heard you say it. This goes back to Chip Dip Kelly. When yeah. Chip Kelly put him in the in the boiler room for a year and he got out, he said, I'm never going to allow this to happen. That's why when you see the coaches that he goes out and gets, right? Doug Peterson, first-time coach, wasn't even on anybody's radar. Nick Sirianni wasn't even on anybody's radar. He's going to make sure that ain't no coach coming in uh, and going to do that to him again. That's why he's not going to get an established coach who's won somewhere else who has a pedigree because – he doesn't want somebody coming in and taking power from him in any way. And then when, when get this, when Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl, and then last year Doug Peterson wanted more power, wanted more control. He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Said no, goodbye. He's not the coach anymore. That that's what we get. The performance by Gannon is not just a Lions game. It's 19 ball games now of the same yep. stuff. And it's, I call it this, Philly. I call it plug and play. Mm -hmm. And this is a reason why they're not customizing to the strengths of this defense. When you have a guy like Jim Johnson or you have a guy like Buddy Ryan and Bud Carson and guys like that, they looked at the personnel. When Buddy was in Chicago, and I brought this up earlier, when you had Otis Wilson and Wilbur Marshall and Singletary, he looked at that and went like this. Now, what's the strength of those guys compared to Steve McMichael, Richard Dent, and Dan Hampton? He customized the 46. Mm -hmm. This guy has a 43 defense or a 50 look or a 34, mm -hmm. and he thinks you can just plug and play, which means this. Hassan Reddick will not be used right. Yeah, The defensive line is not bought in, and you right. saw it. They were getting knocked off the ball. I mean, yeah. Do you think this gets better on defense? No, because uh, well, I, I mean, I hope so, but you know, I don't have a lot of confidence in it. As I said, he was my biggest concern going into the season. He remains my biggest concern. Um, you have new players, a lot more talent on this defense than you did before, and it looked like the same defense a year ago. Exactly like the same defense. So I, I, I have my concerns. I have my worries. I think they put six times out of six times. Their, that's not that's ridiculous. You know, I mean, especially in today's NFL, when you have teams 
that, you know, basically the NFL has the offense always has the advantage, right? The offense gets all the breaks, all the calls. To me, the only way you really negate that is you get to the quarterback. You put pressure on the quarterback. Even if you're not sacking him, if you're hitting him, you're making him throw early. Uh, they they were cushioned. You know, they had their cornerbacks back, and they're rushing four at a time. Didn't make any sense to me, especially after they had four good series, three or four good series where they were bringing some pressure. They got us pick six, and then they just stopped and went away for it. Didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. I mean, well, there was a sequence of three series in a row. They blitzed. They stopped him. They moved uh, Goff off his point. His situational play calling, you know what's crazy? I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think the issues, we'll get to the offense here in a minute. I think the issues on offense can be fixed. I, yeah. I'm not sure about this on the offensive side because Gannon's not going to change who his stripes are. This that's, is who he is, right, Philly? Yep. That that's what I'm that's what I'm afraid of. You know, that is what I'm afraid of. Um, but you know, there's a lot of new players on defense. You have a lot like Kaiser White, he looked good, you know, at times he looked good. James Bradbury, you got uh, you know, Brandon Graham back, you got Jordan Davis, who they didn't use enough. Um, and yet they looked exactly like the team out there on the field last year when they didn't have the pieces. Absolutely. All right. Um, let me take you to some of the uh, the positives in this. You know, I went back, Philly, and this was my take on Jalen. Tell me if you agree or disagree. My first initial on Monday, I wasn't impressed with the 56% completion mm -hmm. percentage. And I'll get to AJ and all those guys. There were so many good things, too, that happened. But then I went back and looked, and I got to tell you, he put team ahead of his stats, and here's why. There were times that he was running down the sidelines and he flicked the ball out of bounds because yeah. he didn't want to take the loss. So he sacrificed his completion percentage not to have negative yards. In my opinion, that shows me leadership. And mm -hmm. I've got to be fair to that because, and I said this too, if Jalen Hurts is not in that football game against the Lions, those third downs that he just broke their will with, yep. they don't win that game. I agree. I, I, I thought Jay, look I I don't think Jalen Hurts was perfect but I thought he was I thought he was pretty good I I was happy with where he was after no preseason play no mini camps no you know no, all those things that they don't do that we talked about I knew this they were going to come out slow and he came out zero for five but I thought he settled down and I thought he did a pretty good job now I think he rushed seventeen times eight of those were which you know they were not planned he had to go because there was a pressure they were blitzing him a lot and a lot of times he didn't have time and i thought he did some really good things so i, I was overall happy with jalen hurts absolutely because uh, yeah, when i went back and watched the game again philly i mean the offensive line if you really want to go here i thought they did well again 200 some odd yards rushing the ball but their pass protection many of yep. those plays he had to take off because he had a guy in his he place. had to so i mean here, 17 carries. That means he would be on pace for 239 carries. Can't have yeah. that for no, a starting no, quarterback. No. I think eight of those they said were where he, you know, he he basically left the pocket because of the pressure. So I don't think they were like planned or designed runs or anything like that. I still think eight's too much because I'm afraid, you know, it's mainly because the, the shots he takes. He takes a lot of hits. And I think, you know, part of it is is the refs. I mean, there were three or four calls where he, he was getting hit after sliding. And that all led to the bigger hit that came in the second half. 
And it wouldn't happen if they would have called the penalty. So I, I want to see him better protected. You know what I mean? I actually think, Philly, that the older NFL referees have a tougher time uh, legislating how they're going to ref guys who are running quarterbacks. And I think right. they allow more on the hits to the quarterback yeah. than the newer referees do because I agree with you. He's still the quarterback. You have to protect him. I get he has to get down and learn to slide a little better. He's got to take more lessons. To me, I'd go get somebody with the Phillies and teach mm -hmm. him how to slide because yeah. he needs to get down there. All right. Did you feel T.O.-ish when you watched A.J. Brown play? Absolutely. That's exactly who I thought of. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, uh, definitely T.O.-ish. I mean, he looked bigger, faster, stronger than every other defensive player out there on the field. Uh, he, he was fantastic, I, I thought, you know. I mean, how, how could you complain about the game he played? Absolutely not. Now, are you concerned that Devontae didn't have any catches? And if you want to go with the other six guys that did catch footballs, it came to eight. Um, you know, A.J. had ten. So it wasn't really spread out a lot. But then again, right. to, to, to help Jalen here and to go back on some of the stuff I said on Monday versus Tuesday and Wednesday here, um, to me – you know, he didn't really have the time to get the ball in a second progression because of the pressure. Right. You think this gets rectified with a better performance? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people worried about this. Uh, you know, Devontae Smith did catch a pass. He didn't catch a pass. I, I think Devontae Smith is a stud. You, I've said I thought he's going to lead the team in catches going into the season. I, I think it was just one of those things where, you know, they're blitzing, bringing pressure early, and they started running a lot of those quick slants to A.J. Brown. And then you get five, six more yards running, and then they eventually went over the top with him. But I, I just think it was one of those things. I, I don't expect this to happen every week. I think Devontae will be more involved next week. Now, if we get to, like, three, four weeks, and he's got 15 catches on the season, then, then I'll say, yeah, there's a problem. I agree. I think that gets rectified. How about the way Miles Sanders and how important do you think that guy's going to be this year if he plays the way he did against the Lions? Oh, he was fantastic. fantastic. Especially that late run where I thought he got tied up and he broke free for like 24 yards. And then they pull him and then he doesn't come back in the game the rest of the time. I don't think they use Miles Sanders enough. That's just my opinion. Now, I know you think he's he needs 25 carries a game. I don't know 25, but I, I like I like him to get about 20 touches. You know what I mean? He made 15 carries, another five out of the backfield catching. But I think he's a dangerous weapon. You know, there's not a lot of guys that can break an 80-yarder at any time. And a guy like that, you've got to get him the ball. So I, I know Miles is a good player. He's just got to stay healthy. And, and there's no question. And the way he ran, too, you could see he's running with a purpose, too. It's yeah. a 31 It's a 31 team audition for 18 weeks, too. You know I mean? It's going right. to be interesting to see, especially if this guy ends up the year with 1,200 yards. And I would say this to you, that maybe they had more design run plays for him, but because of the inability, Philly, of the offensive line to stop the pass protection, mm -hmm. and they didn't do a very good job against that Lions front, maybe, yeah. again, that's probably some of the reason why we didn't see more carries for the kid because Jalen had to take it on his own back yeah. to really carry the mail when it came to the running game. Yeah, could be. Could be. I mean, you know, you might might be right. All I know is this, is that they won, and they better be a lot better next week because Minnesota will beat them if they play the same way. Okay, what you know? about this game? How do, you, how do you look at this game here with the Vikings here? Because I'll tell you what, 
It's a divisional game. Could you have a letdown? I don't know. The new coach and the players in there know that Green Bay was uh, their nemesis, the same way the Cowboys are the Eagles' nemesis. So can you imagine? I would imagine in that building they're saying this. If we beat the Packers and the Eagles in weeks one and two, you're going to look at Minnesota in a whole different light, aren't you? If you have a 2-0 record. So that's a high-powered offense, and I thought they beat the Packers up. They, they, from what I saw, they beat the crap out of the Packers. Yeah. Um, I look, I think it's a tough game, and my my fears are all on defense, right? How are you going to stop Dalvin Cook when you were so piss poor versus Swift? How are you going to stop Justin Jefferson? And how are you going to get pressure on Kirk Cousins, a guy who who will give up the ball if you put pressure on him? You've got to get pressure on him. I think. Fletcher Cox and Hargrave got to be a lot better than they were. Okay. I I, I thought Williams and, and uh, Jordan Davis were almost more effective with less snaps. I'm going to end this with this here, and I want your opinion. I saved it to the end. I think it's a fundamental mistake. They paid him 14-4. That guy, Fletcher Cox, is not a $14, $4 million a year player. I don't think he should be starting. Mm-hmm. Um, I could get, like you said, the same out of Milton Williams. And by the way, Jordan Davis, I don't want to hear he's out of shape. You're a professional. Right. You're not on scholarship anymore, man. You got to right. – when that kid's in the game, I thought they were better against the run. That guy's yeah. got to play more. And I – think of this, Philly. you got 12-9 lined up in Hardgrave, and you've got 14-4 lined up. And Fletcher, you almost have $30 million lined up and two players in the middle, and they played like shit. Yeah, I know. Hey, well, you've seen, you know, really truthfully, if we're honest, Fletcher Cox over the last few years has declined in his play. It, it has declined. He's not the same guy he was a few years ago. As far as Jordan Davis goes, I mean, how are you going to get the guy in shape? They're off again today, aren't they? It's the second day they've been off. So yeah, wh- wh- when's he going to get in shape? Yeah, today's kind of players' day off. They usually get today, but then they're off on Wednesday, and I get it. They get the extra day. But, man, I mean. I think Jordan Davis needs reps. They He's need got to get. And yeah. they need to be in better shape. Yeah. I hey, get this, too. Come Monday night, that guy, Cousins, he may throw the ball 50 times. You mm-hmm. better have your ass in shape, man, because rushing yeah. the passer, you got to be in shape for that kind of stuff. And when you got yeah. Justin Jefferson – Hey, you think he has a big day against the um, the Eagles? I think he'll have an okay. I think he'll get his. I think he'll have an okay day. I I don't think it, it's going to be as big as it was last week. <laughs> I don't know. They're hoping. We can only hope. We're hoping. We're hoping. We're hoping. Hey, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm buying that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm buying it either. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Thank you, my man. Awesome. Thank you, man. Have a good one. You got it. That is my man, Philly 500. Make sure you check out his podcast, too. It is electric, and it is awesome. We appreciate him finding time for us always. Hey, do me a favor, guys. Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. Promise me this, man, that if you're ever hurt or injured on the job, man, you look at Morgan & Morgan to represent you and your family. We absolutely suggest this to you because for the last 30 years they have collected over 13 and a half billion dollars for their clients protecting them from fender benders to the biggest cases on the planet with the biggest law firm in america over 800 strong in philly new york and in florida nobody will defend your family 
like Morgan and Morgan. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And when you call Morgan and Morgan, tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan, forthepeople.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Thank you guys for coming aboard as you do each and every single day. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to show you the difference in coaching 
Veteran coaching versus rookie coaching. First, second year coaches. Pete Carroll's asked the question at his press conference. Hey, did it validate you and what you did when you got that win versus Russell Wilson and the Broncos? I'm paraphrasing here, but you know what Pete said? Doesn't validate anything. I don't need to be validated. I wanted to win. You know what Nathaniel Hackett said today? Yeah, well, maybe I should have went for it on fourth down. Zero conviction. You know the greatest thing that Belichick does to you guys all the time? We're on to Cincinnati. He doesn't sit and wallow in the mud. Don't you think maybe you should be talking about putting a new quarterback in? We're on to Cincinnati. Just sit there and owe you anything. Especially when it comes to talking about validating stuff. Pete Carroll doesn't have to validate. He's one of the very few coaches that has won a national championship and a Super Bowl at both levels. He doesn't have to tell you anything or validate anything. He's done it. it. He's a Hall of Fame coach. And he told you the truth. It didn't validate me. I wanted it. It was good for our organization. That's truth. That's a guy in Seattle that makes decisions. I'm not suggesting to you in any way that Seattle is on their way to being what they were a few years back with Russell Wilson and the Legion of Boom. I'm not saying that. But that's how you out-coach kids. That's how you out-coach people. That's how, how you out-prepare for people. You get a hungry Geno Smith who hasn't started since he was with the Jets. And he beats Russell Wilson, who just signed a $300 million contract. I don't know about you, but if I'm in Seattle, I'm feeling awful good this week going into that Niners game. I feel pretty good about myself. That's coaching, my friends. That's how you get the attention of your room. My wife's a coach, you know, and she tells me all the time, coaching's hard. It is because you constantly have to adjust and adapt. The Eagle D coordinator hasn't figured that out because that's not who he is. Do you really think that that defense is going to get better? The play may get better, but the scheme won't. And the situational play calling won't. I see what Nick doing. He's playing Howie close to... Just got to get through and connect with Lori. Sills, now what if we take the Vikings apart? Then what? Let's get there. The Vikings are a playoff team. This will be the first significant team of the year that Jalen Hurts, the Eagle defense, and the coaching staff will have a shot at ending that do-nothing one-loss record that they've had for two and a half years. This is a team that looks like it's going to be somebody. This is a team, they have to win. You want to be a legitimate contender? You got to beat that Viking team on Monday night. Or you know what we'll say? No, no, I'll bury the lead. Got to beat teams that are significant. You just can't keep beating up the Lions, the Falcons, and shitty teams like that. You want to be a true contender? You got to beat teams up. Okay? You got to beat teams that are legitimate contenders. 
Before you start doing that, by the way, we're going to look at week two of the NFL. Also, the concerns. I got, I got, I got a couple topics here, and also too, I want to hit on something here with uh, Jalen Hurts. Also, it's not bad. I don't think it is, or maybe some of you might think it is. I don't know. We're going to do that at the top of the hour. But I want to walk back on something that I said yesterday, and I want to make sure that you understand this with great respect for Fletcher Cox. This is nothing personal on Fletcher. He's toast. For the money he's making, he is not that guy. And it's not that he doesn't belong on an NFL roster. He doesn't belong on the Eagle roster at 14-4. If, if he's making $5 million, then we're having a different conversation today. 14-4, that's elite money. You're almost at the benchmark when it comes to when you're handing out, you know, whether you're going to franchise tag a guy. I think it's 16 or $17 million. He's like couple ticks under that he's not a franchise tag dt and you paid him like he was you paid him almost a franchise tag really he's done nothing in a year 19 games that i've been covering him he's been common i'm not paying that guy that money okay Stop over-evaluating Fletcher Cox like he's some good god on defense. Brian, that's what I'm saying here. You paid him like he's a god. He's sitting there saying that, Fletcher, you paid him like he's one. He's one of the highest-paid ball players on the team. Why? He's the highest-paid ball player on the defense, is he not? He's the highest paid guy on defense. You paid him like he was. Flex says, Fletcher has been toast and he made. Flex, got to put it together a little better for me, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, though, Flex. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox has been done since 17. I don't know that far back. Link's going to be rocking. I agree 100% with that. Okay. Dan, how can we get Seth Joyner? You're never going to have a coach like Seth Joyner in your building. As long as Howie Roseman's the general manager. Are you crazy? You'll never have somebody that would speak his mind like that to a GM. And Howie's in those defensive meetings. Are you kidding me? Can you see – wait a minute. So you think Seth Joyner's going to take direction from Howie Roseman when they're sitting there in their Monday morning meeting on why the defense looked the way it did? Seth's not going to answer to him. And Howie doesn't want to have to have an, a conversation like that, and he doesn't want to have an adversarial relationship like that. So they'll never put a guy like that in the building. Doug Peterson's not in the building just because of what I just said. Okay, I mean, he'll never in a million years put a guy like Seth Joyner on a coaching staff. Now, is Seth worthy of being a DC? Absolutely. You're not going to have that, though. You have to have a strong-willed coach who has autonomy in the locker room. Nick Sirianni has no say in that locker room. 
very marginal say. Yeah, the sideline stuff where he looks like he's doing this and he's that with the T-shirts and all this. It's the Howie Roseman production. Are you crazy? This is the Howie Roseman production. Jonathan Gannon made it very clear yesterday at the press conference. They still have their Monday meetings. They had those Doug Peterson Monday meetings. How absurd. I mean it. (laughs) Chip Kelly, PTSD. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you were put in a broom closet for three years or whatever time Chip was here, and you, you were put in a broom closet and you had a water fountain and a toilet like you were in a prison in the back room of the Novacare Center and you were next to the janitor. And all of a sudden that guy loses his position and you were given your full position back again. Are you thinking that you're going to allow anybody once again ever to have any kind of say in anything that's not related to your success? Absolutely not. This guy's a control freak. He controls the coaching staff. He controls the personnel, the salary cap, and the game plan. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. There's something else. This guy here, man. Executive of the year? You mean the meddler of the year. You mean the meddler of the year. Dude, all the good things that Howie Roseman does when he built this team, he's going to destroy this team. Get out of the way. Let your coaches coach. No way. No way will he allow anybody to have the power that Doug Peterson had. Sirianni starts winning some ball games. They'll cut that guy loose too. Hey, you want us get this? Who do you think will get more credit for the win on Monday if the Eagles win that game against the Vikings? Nick Sirianni or Howie Roseman? Philly media will go nuts on Roseman. Oh my God. Because that's what the PR department wants too, and the owner wants. Because the owner, he 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 handles all the purse strings. And he has all the strings on the team. See, three-year contract extension, I told you. Nick Sirianni's a puppet. Gannon's a puppet. We have conversation. That means Shane Steichen has conversations with him too. That's not just isolated to the D coordinator. That's also a conversation that Shane Steichen, that he has. I would make, I'm going to say this to you too, guys. I, I, I'm more okay with the offense today than I am with the defense coming out of that game and 19 ball games. Remember something. This ain't week one. This ain't week one. Stop looking at it like week one. This is 19 games with this coaching staff. Okay. You're looking at it through a small prism. This is an overall structure on how things are run in Philly. You're missing it. You're missing the big picture. How the exhibition season went. How they don't practice. How they don't work hard. 
how the general managers involved in the game plan offensively and defensively. Jesus criminy, really? All these hoops that people have to go through, eventually you're going to trip over one of these hoops. You almost tripped over one in Detroit. So, Sills, do you think Howie's too involved in the weekly game planning of the Eagles? Here, 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 Stephen. It's not, I. You shouldn't be involved at all. Kevin Colbert, do you know what he used to tell me that he does for Mike Tomlin? When the season starts, Kevin Colbert never did an interview because he never wanted to get into the way of the head coach and what the coaching staff was trying to accomplish. You know why in Pittsburgh – they are really like one of the bell cow programs and one of the Tiffany football teams and the gold standard and how they do business. It's because get this off season, general manager time in season, Mike Tomlin time. You think Mike Tomlin answers to the general manager. Mike Tomlin works with the general manager in Pittsburgh. Now I'm not saying that he can't fire Mike, but those guys are partners. Nick Sirianni and Howie Roseman are not partners. Sirianni works for him. General managers are in the building for one thing. You know what that is? To help their coach get the best personnel that they possibly can get. That's their job description. Their job description is not drawing plays up. If Howie Roseman came to me and came up with a defensive scheme that was going to be implemented against the Vikings, I would laugh in his face. Seriously, ask Seth that. Ask Seth Joyner that question. Seriously, ask Seth Joyner that question. Seth, if you're the DC of the Eagles, how he came in with a blitz package, what would you do? I think he'd rip it up. Joseph says that Tracy Rocker isn't emphasizing shedding blocks. The linebackers out of place, no surge. Joseph, some to this, shedding blocks is like blaming a hitting instructor. Okay, it's like blaming a hitting coach for a guy going 0 for 25. Players, that's player accountability. Get off your freaking block, dude. That's reps. That's coaching because the team doesn't want to do that. GT, Sills, how we listen to you and the fans translate translates it to Nick. Keeps speaking facts. That's why he knocked it out of the box with the draft and free agents. GT, watch this. You had the best offseason, maybe him and Tom Telesco with the Chargers. Why can't you leave it there? Because you know what he doesn't want to have happen? The guy he hired shit to bed. And turns around another nine and eight season. Because then Howie gets asked this question. You got an A roster and you had a C effort. Then he's got to make a tough decision to fire the coach. Okay? L- listen, Eagle fan, Tracy Rocker's not the problem. Getting off of a block? How's that, Tracy? Read your keys. They're not bought in. You're not vested in Jonathan Gannon's system. I said this on Sports Take yesterday. 
They are not bought in. They don't trust it. The damn GM doesn't trust it. This is, boy, I'll tell you again. You're Doug Peterson, and you went through this BS for those years that you coached this team, and you built it up, and you had to deal with all this? Jesus. You must be the head coach of the Cowboys. You're just there. Man. I got some topics here. Concerns? Jalen Hurts. Also, week two of the NFL. I want to get into some of that. Guys, please hit the like button. I'm passing my post a little bit. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Two National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Bill. 
Who's the, before I get into all the stuff we're talking about here with week two of the NFL, I've got topics, Jalen Hurts, Eagles here in a second. Let me ask you something here. You get a sense of where you guys are and how you look at the game versus on how I look at the game. Saquon Barkley was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Who's the better back, Miles Sanders or Saquon Barkley? And since 2019, when he came into the league, Miles Garrett, or excuse me, Miles Sanders. Who do you think is a better back? Nick says Sanders, who has 25-96 in that time frame and 10 touchdowns. Barkley, since Sanders has been in the league, has 17-26 and three touchdowns. And some of you are going to go, well, he's been hurt. I don't care. That's part of the evaluation, too. Look at this. Flex says, Saquon, come on, man. Dude, you got to be on the field. Guy has one game, and you're already there. Going. Someone goes, Seals, you must have. And I said he was the best back in the NFC East. And someone goes like this, Seals, come on, Saquon Barkley. I go, did you forget about him? I go, I did, because I haven't seen him for two years. You know, if, if if Miles Sanders gets criticized for being injured, I'm not going to sit around and give Saquon Barkley roses for a guy who's he, he's hurt more than Miles Sanders. Saquon Barkley is hurt more. Now, if you're telling me who's the better talent, Barkley. Who's more dependable? Sanders. His numbers speak to it. He's got 2,596 yards and 10 touchdowns since he came into the league and Barkley's got 1726 and three touchdowns and everyone's like, but Barkley's better. No, he's not. His production doesn't speak to that. You're talking two different things, talent versus reliability and durability. And we're talking about two guys that are always hurt. I mean, dude, don't you look at bottom line here when guys are putting their numbers up here and go, this guy's better than this guy. Production has to matter. Not just doing this. Well, Barkley's a better back. Barkley hasn't been healthy for two years. Brian goes, dude, I think it's kind of even. Well, I'm really glad the Eagles didn't have to spend the number two overall pick then to get an even back with Barkley. Eagles win that one. One, you ain't paying him, but what? One five? I know you're paying that dude in New York way more than that. I'm not saying that Barkley's not a more gifted player, but dude, you got to be on the field to get the roses, don't you? You got to run into Derby. Well, this horse is really a great horse. Did he run? No. So, you know what? You know what Saquon Barkley is? Last two years, he's been a show pony. He's been a show pony. That's what some of these guys that are always hurt are to me. They're show ponies. You put Saquon Barkley behind the Eagles on the line. He breaks the rushing record 
uh, flex. I get the Giants have had a horrible line, but that's not Miles Sanders' issue. It's not. Sanders is averaging 5-1 a carry through his entire career. Dude, five yards a carry? You're going to get my mailbag a lot of the time because that's outstanding. Dude, 4-2 is great. This guy's 5-1? That's Jim Brown stuff. Nobody averages five yards a carry. What are you, Emmett? Lou says Sanders and Barkley aren't in the same class. Really? You're right. Sanders is more productive. You're right. Since 2019, Sanders is by far more by far more productive. By far. Look at the numbers. He's got 10 touchdowns. Barkley's got three. This guy's almost got 2,600 yards in Sanders. Barkley's got 1,700 yards. I don't know. What are you looking at? He's player of the week. Okay. Let's see if he's playing in three weeks. Saquon would leave the league behind that line. Well, guess what? Saquon's not behind that line, and reality is this. I haven't seen the dude in two years. But because he plays in New York, I'll make this point to you. Saquon Barkley's not playing for the Giants. He did have a good game. There's no doubt about it. I think 161. Okay, if he's not in New York, he ain't the player of the week. Eagle man, Penn State hasn't been great since paternal. James Franklin stinks. James Franklin is a terrible overrated coach. He can't recruit. He's not very good. And they struggle, man. I, I don't look at Penn State and go, that's, that's not Penn State. The Penn State teams I played against. Okay? Dominant linebackers, dominant D-line, amazing backs, Unbelievable old lineman. That's not the same football team. I think Saquon gets to show his talent more because he's more dependable. Hasn't been since 2019. Hen, Sanders has been more reliable and more dependable since 2019. How do you say that? How, how, how do you say that? That's not a true fact. Okay, Nick, those Penn State teams I played against were dominant. They were great. Penn, Penn State, man, that's just not the same football team. All right, got some topics here for you. Let's transition into this now. Back to the Eagles here. After these 19 games you've seen with the coaching staff, take what you just saw with the Lions game as you get ready and you got an extra day of preparation for the Viking game, okay? What's your biggest concern going into this second game? Defense? Coaches? Or the offense? 
What's your biggest concern? What would you say is the number one concern? I know we could all say this, all three. <laughs> okay? I know we could say, hey, Nick, best game I've seen Texas play in 13 years. Gannon is passive. Boy, that's an understatement there, my friend. Guys, please hit the like button. I'll say my least concern is the offense. Hey, Nasty, I'm actually almost there with you, too. I'm actually almost there, too. Pass rush, an option. Defense, that's part of the defense. We'll get into it. I think Jalen can move the ball on the Vikings. That's Christopher. I think they can, too. I think they can, too. I do. Let me, let, how about I do this? Because I see a lot of you here have, you picked one of the three here. Here's the, de- there's no question the defense. How are you covering Dalvin Cook? By the way, do you understand what you're facing in this Vikings game on Monday night? That kid Swift, man, had 14 carries and he had 10 yards of carry for 144. This guy almost had 170 yards of total offense himself. That line's pretty good. I think the old line in Detroit's actually better than the line in Minnesota. If I had to pick lines, now that line in Detroit was banged up. And they still put a number on the Eagles front seven. That's a good group up there. Okay. I don't think they're as formidable. However, I do think Dalvin Cook's a better back. I don't think he's a better versatile back than Swift. Don't get me wrong. I think Swift catching the ball out of the backfield. Dalvin can too, man. He's a, I think Dalvin Cook's a little better. These are two elite guys. Do you know what that does for Kirk Cousins in play action? Can I tell you the thing that's going to happen? Man, this gives me goosebumps. I hate to tell you guys this. Can I tell you what Jonathan Gannon's biggest fear playing against the Minnesota Vikings? It's not Justin Jefferson. It's Dalvin Cook getting loose. That dude puts up 150 yards. They'll put a 50 donut on you. Because then the defensive linebackers, they have to do what? They have to stay at home for play action. Because that guy, he's a very capable 1,400-yard back. You know, you would make the argument that the three best backs running-wise, Henry, um, Dalvin Cook, and Jonathan Taylor over the last three years. You could make that argument. Now, Cook's been banged up two of the last three years. But don't let him run wild, man. Because if that guy starts getting five yards of carry, four and a half yards of carry, like we saw with Swift, lights out. You can't, you won't be able to defend Justin Jefferson. You will not if that guy runs loose. You see, what what's the one thing Detroit didn't have? Xander, you know what the one thing that Detroit didn't have? that Minnesota has, they didn't have Jamison Williams on the field, Detroit. You got Justin Jefferson on the field now. You got a big play wide out out there now. The best wide receiver in the game and one of the top five backs in the game and a guy that could throw the pill around. And what else does Minnesota have? Confidence. They just throttled the Packers. Jonathan Gannon's not bringing blitzes. 
They're going to run the ball, man, on that. They'll pick those blitzes up. Dalvin Cook will run for 155 yards. Lights out. That thing will be over before it gets started if that happens. And that D-line doesn't start playing better. You got a big play wide out and a big play back and a big offensive high-powered quarterback who last year had the least amount of interceptions among all the starting quarterbacks in the league. He's going to be nervous. You think, so let me ask you this. You really think Darius Slate is going to play press coverage on Justin Jefferson? <laughs> I'll take that matchup and I'll take Jefferson over him any day. You're, you're not jamming him. And don't let him get behind you because they'll be throwing darts all night long. He's going to play, I guarantee you. Because get this, there's a trend on him. And you know what the trend is on, on, on Jonathan Gannon? What's the trend? All of a sudden, you start seeing people start making plays. He goes back into that weak-ass zone. And he goes back and he gives you the underneath. So you're going to give that guy a five-yard head start off the line of scrimmage? Like I always tell you about playing press coverage and zone coverage. What's the way you want to cut yourself to death? Quickly or slowly? Zones are slow death. Quick death is press coverage if you don't have the corners to do it. Look, look Look at what happened in that Buffalo game. To Jalen Ramsey, he was destroyed by Stephon Diggs. He was destroyed. And Jalen Ramsey is not better than Darius Slay. And you got a better wide out here. Okay, and you got a quarterback that has averaging over the last six years, 4,900 yards throwing the ball and 30 touchdowns. Dude, this is, <laughs> is going to be an interesting chess game here. And how he's involved in this, holy cow, is that frightening. What could he possibly add to it on how to cover Justin Jefferson, the guy that he didn't think much of in the draft? (laughs) You know what he's going to tell the coaches? We can't have him have a big game. Oh. You think Jefferson's going to go into Lincoln Financial? And have a big game. They're going to do everything in their game plan power. Not to let their GM look like you know what. That's where Dalvin Cook goes off. Remember. This guy passed on that guy. He don't want him coming into his own crib. And torching him for 190. Three TDs. Remember this guy's an ego guy. He don't like any of that. Kirk, Kirk Cousins sucks in prime time? You better hope so, Joseph. Because the way they took apart the Packers was impressive. That game wasn't close. It wasn't close. And Cousins was dropping dimes on a pretty good Packer defense. L30... L3S, uh, um, players day off today. 
I believe. But they're off tomorrow, the Eagles, and the Vikings are practicing tomorrow from what I understand. Jess, hey, Zeus goes, damn, still sounds like he wants the Vikings to run. Hey, dude, <laughs> I'm telling you what they saw on game film with the Lions in the last 19 ball games. You don't like it? I don't know what to tell you. Got a U issue. Gannon will play soft, soft zone with basic blitz packages. Kirk Cousins will throw for 400 yards, man. You can't let him sit back there and pick that secondary apart. You can't. This coaching staff is overrated on Philly. I don't see it. I don't see it. Sorry. I don't. I don't see it. I I, I don't see where anyone thinks this stuff is good. Jalen Hurts saved that ball game, and they were not designed plays. Those, those running plays that he had on third down were because the O-line gave it up when it came to pass protection. Those weren't designed. There was nothing designed. That game was like a schoolyard ball game that Jalen Hurts and that offense pulled out for the team. They won in spite of those coaches, in my opinion. I, Jalen Hurts... Not one of those runs when he was getting a jailbreak sent on him was designed. His athleticism. That's, I'm going to get to that topic in a sec, too, because you know what? I may be completely wrong here, man, on something here. Hey, GT, that would be a great thing if it's raining on Monday. That helps Philly. I hope it's raining. Cold as hell, too. Those guys don't play inside. Okay, the Eagles. Vikings do. So that I would like to have some rain here. That's how I look at it. Let me throw this at you now. I got another topic here, and I want to do it with Jalen Hurts here. You're probably going to be shocked. Is Hurts running the ball a positive or negative? in his development as a quarterback. Is it a positive or negative? I want you to think about it before you respond. Do you think it's a positive or negative that he runs as often as he does? Look, do I think that Jalen Hurts is going to run the ball 17 times every game and be on pace for 239 carries in a season? I do not. I would think he would like that total around 180. At most. Okay? At most. Nick says it's a big negative. Rage goes, Vikings will worry about Hertz's legs. I think they QB spy Hertz and force Hertz to throw to A.J. Brown, who will be doubled. I agree. I, I, I think that's going to be part of the game plan. Positive. All Vikings have to do is shut down Jalen's one read and it's over. Boy says negative, huge negative. He ran like 10 at most. Um, one read Jalen and it's done. Not a positive at all. Here's something that we got to think about here. 
he hides a lot of deficiencies in the coaching staff. He's not being well coached. I, I don't think you have a good coaching staff. The more and more I come to that conclusion each and every single day, I don't think they're good coaches. General manager must not think it either. He's constantly involved in the game plan. If you had, you think Sean Payton's going to have Howie Roseman involved in his game plan with Carmichael, and they're going to go over talking with the quarterback, and all of a sudden this guy's going to do what? Drop some? Um, I don't. I don't want your advice. I don't want your opinion. I don't care what you think. I totally don't care. That guy. That guy runs the team like he's the owner of the team. So right now, I might have to say this. Believe it or not, you might want to squeeze as much as you possibly can out of Jalen Hurts here, and you just let him run wild. Okay? You just let him do whatever he can. And see, this comes down to the same thing that they're struggling with on defense. You know what that is? They haven't built an offense around Jalen Hurts' strengths yet. They want him to be this and this and this and this and spread it around, and they want him to be that. He ain't that. Jalen Hurts is exactly what he was on Monday, and that's not what the offensive coordinators and the staff and the general manager want. You don't spend $100 million and you draft a guy in the first round of Devontae Smith and one of those guys has a goose egg. By the way, some of you go, Sills, it's one game. Really? How did he play in the in the Bucks game? How many times was he wide open last year? Get away from those number stunt things. Jalen is not going to be. You know Justin Herbert? If he throws on Thursday night for 329 yards, He's at 10,000 passing yards. Shit, I thought the guy just came into the league two years ago. I'm like this. What? He's going to get 10,000 passing yards on Thursday night. He's been in the league. This is going into his third year. Are you kidding me? It's the fastest next to Patrick Mahomes. Dude, shit. That's putting the ball in the air. And... Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Spinning it. I think the Dolphins want two or that guy if they had to do the draft all over again. Picking. Didn't he get like 5,400 yards last year? I agree, Yale. I think that coach, they got Brandon Stanton. Really? Okay, talk about another guy's ass on a hot seat. Okay. Kyle goes, Sills, I can't wait to hear you on Tuesday after the Eagles beat the Vikings 
Congratulations is what I would say. Congratulations. I'm talking not about the line. Boy, some of you guys, man, you look through like a you 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 look like a through a microscope when you see things in life. I'm looking at binoculars and a telescope over the last 20 games. With this coaching staff. You know the best thing they did? Hey, by the way, are you sure it was Howie Roseman or Nick Sirianni that changed the fundamentals of the offense last year? Are you sure about that? You sure it wasn't Howie that said we should run the ball? Are you sure about that? He didn't make that suggestion? Get a lot of voices in your office. Are you sure it was Nick? Especially after Gannon talking today the way or yesterday the way he did? Are you sure about that? You know what that means? Two games up on your two and four. Okay. Can't wait. You you got the Cowboys in your sights now. Cooper Rush. You see the national media getting behind Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. (laughs) Okay. Then again, Geno Smith beat Russell Wilson. See, that's what people don't get. Don't look at it like that, Cooper Rush. You think people in Denver right now are going like this? We just gave this guy $300 million and he lost to Geno Smith. I'll tell you this, if you're a Denver fan, Bronco country right now, you're hey, give it to the Eagles. They at least won their game. The Broncos, man, that was terrible. Nathaniel Hackett, oof, Kenny Hackett. <laughs> I don't know, man. That dude's changing his opinion, waffling on his decision-making. That's not a good look in Denver. You talk about a training wheels coaching staff too. There's another example of it. Well, maybe I should have. I don't know. What do you think? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. If I had to do it. Dude, really? (laughs) Boy, if I'm a football player, I'd be like this. I wouldn't want that guy as my general going into battle. Shit. We'd be doing 70 different things, man. And guess what? This guy get me killed. Damn. All the assets you traded to. How about what's going on in San Francisco? Hey, at least the Eagles won against the Lions. You lost to Justin Fields. And you know what they're saying? Well, it was really raining and bad weather. Well, I don't know about you. Unless Justin Fields and the Bears were playing in a phone booth in the rain, it rained on them too. And I was like, what? What are you kidding me, man? And hey, and by the way, they got Seattle again coming up next. That's who San Fran has. You imagine if Trey Lance... Drops a game to the Bears in Seattle. Two teams, many teams had them bottom of the National Football League. And those two teams beat the Niners. Oh, man. One play, Trey, baby. How you doing? Trey Lance is a bum. Remember I said it. (laughs) Dude. Hey, Dan, after the first game, 
Are you still picking the Eagles to win the NFC? Boy, the stuff's starting to unravel a little bit for all the meddling that's going on. I am. I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to stick to this. Okay? And by the way, so you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to write the ship against the Vikings. You're two and a half point favorites against Minnesota. You're at home. Guys in Vegas aren't wrong usually. Okay? I'm going to hang in there. Just some of the signs just don't look good. That defense and their approach. How how about this? Can I say this? You think that defensive approach with the new players has changed at all? You think it's the same thing? Or or, or, or am I overreacting over 19 games? Am 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 I not seeing this right? Help me out here. I'm taking not just the Lions game. The Lions game is an extension of what I saw a year ago. Okay? That's that's how you look at week one. Especially when you had the same staff coming back. Nobody was fired. There's no changes. So you kind of look at trends on how coaches approach games. That's what you build. Remember I was telling you guys, one of the things that I thought Jonathan Gannon was doing in the, in the, in the um, exhibition season, he really didn't want to show his play-calling situational book because he didn't want to put trends together. But, dude, I got, I got 19 games of trends now with this fella. Yeah, but, yeah, they have more talent, but it looks more con- – how about this? Is this a fair comment, Yale? The Eagles have more talent, but it looks more confusing. It just looks more confusing. Right? Am, am, I, am I wrong when I say that? It just looks a little bit more confusing. Griffin says he's a non-aggressive DB coach who relies on the back end rather than the D-line. Man, I'll tell you something too, Griffin. That's a mentality that I have seen in a trend that a lot of defensive back coaches do. They rely on their secondary more than they do their front seven. I think that's a good observation by you. Are you... I haven't told you who's going to win that game on Tuesday yet, GT. I haven't said that. I'll get there. I'm not there yet. I'll get there. Where did you hear me say that the Eagles are going to win that game? I think last year's defense looked better so far. Got out and played against Atlanta a lot better. That's for damn sure. And they had Matt Ryan. I'm not changing nothing. Sills, it's not that Howie doesn't trust Sirianni. This stems back to Chip Kelly getting Roseman booted from the office at the Novacare complex. Peterson and Sirianni were hired because they have no pull. Amen, John. Correct. You're not bringing a guy into the building to have as much say as Howie even though that's the proper way and protocol that you hire head coaches. You don't hire head coaches to be yes-men. You hire head coaches to lead. Sirianni leads by being on a leash. How can you lead when you're on a leash? Right? 
You see, Howie's the jockey. The players and the coaches are the horse. That's how he sees it. That's how he looks at it. Okay? And when he picks these guys, that's why he keeps them in the barn longer than they should be, like Rager and Barnett and some of these other guys. He keeps them in the barn too long. Nobody said the Packers stink. If we fire Gannon, who do you think works as D.C.? With this defensive roster, man, I'll tell you what, you know, you know, you know what, you know what? I was, I was talking to my wife about this and man, how about the defensive coordinator in Detroit? What he did, this guy's losing some people in the secondary. He's losing linebackers and D linemen. That guy didn't care what happened. He was going to blitz as much as he could. And he got home. The lions got home. And they had so far less of talent than the Eagle roster, and they almost beat them. You know why? They were aggressive, running the ball and getting after people. They're just not as talented as Philly, but they almost beat them. You know why? Effort and coaching. And by the way, I heard somebody, Xander, I don't know who said it, but I think it was somebody on SportsTech that went, well, Dan Campbell, man, you know, it's one thing to sit there and talk about chewing knees and all this other shit here and doing this. They were down 31-17, and they fought for that coach. I saw a different fight. I didn't see anybody quitting. I saw people fighting it to the end. I didn't see that team laying down when they were way back, 31-17. Dan, you said we will win, not win, Dallas, Minnesota. Okay. Congratulations. Now, the Dallas game changes because Dak's out. (laughs) You can't, and the left tackle's out now. That changes that whole dynamic. Actually, I think Washington, it's going to be interesting to see how Washington plays against that Lions team. And the Lions are favored. You can't put that loss on Russ. I don't think Russell Westbrook played well. I mean, Russell Wilson played well. I don't think he played well. Were you impressed? Were you impressed with Russell Russell Wilson? I wasn't. I didn't see anything. Pittsburgh defense was impressive against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, and now they lose um, T.J. Watt for six weeks. I don't know. The big pick again is going to be a head coach. You watch. I guarantee you, man. This guy survives the year. He'll be a head coach. And he'll probably be a better one, too. Again, you know, I mean, actually, I come out of, like, last couple days having watched that game a couple times now. I'm feeling like this. Hey, you know what? Thank God for Jalen Hurts in that game against the Lions, or you will not win that game. I mean, seriously. Eagle Man, Dan, never explains the reason why the so-called strictly pocket passer sits in the pocket all game is because a lot of the times 
they have a speedy or a mobile to evade the pass rush. It's not true at all. The pocket passers allow the play to develop. That's why they're more essential and more effective and more successful than running quarterbacks. Running quarterbacks don't let the play develop. That's a fact. So if you want an explanation, pocket passers have to let the play develop because they can't run. They're going to let that route complete itself all the way 100%, and that's why they take hits. That's why Burrow takes hits the way he does. That's why Brady takes hits because they sit there and let the play develop. Jalen doesn't. But they needed to do that against the Lions because pass protection was terrible on Monday or Sunday. That's the difference in a pocket passer. Pocket passers rely on their wide receivers to get open, and they throw to spots. Okay? Jalen doesn't throw to a spot. He throws to a dude. This guy's not pre-snap anything. That's why the rest of those wideouts were lost in that game. But, again, to his defense, he had to. It was jailbreaks all day long. Communication was terrible. Isaac Sayamalo, I said it to you on Monday. This guy was constantly talking to Jason Kelsey on what the hell the snap count was and if it was odd or even because they kept putting multiple fronts up and you saw them moving around Aiden Hutchinson and they were having a hard time picking up the blitzer. Dan, you can be effective in the NFL as a dual threat quarterback mixing... I don't believe you can win Super Bowls doing that. And that's why they're trying to get Josh Allen away from running the ball. And that's why they're trying to improve their running game. God forbid they get a 1,200-yard back in Buffalo. Won't beat that team for the next five years. You do not win with, with multiple or multifaceted running quarterbacks. They don't win games. Russell Wilson's not a runner. He's a thrower. Manning and Stafford and Brady, all these guys are pocket passers. Okay? I Hey, Mr. International, to me, I don't think you can get a really good sense if Jalen's gotten I, – I, I said it on Monday. I don't think the passing offense got better, but having gone back and watched it, the 56% completion percentage – it was a result of him throwing a lot of those out of passes because he didn't want to take negative plays. And he put team over personal stats. Great leadership. Fantastic, actually. And I would be in a team meeting and I would show those plays over and over again on what a player does for his team to win. How many times did Jalen throw that ball out of bounds? That's an incomplete pass. Incomplete pass. He did it like six or seven times maybe even 10 times. And he he did that because he didn't want to take negative yards. Carson Wentz would never do that. He'd take the sack, strip, fumble, whatever. That's personal statistics and well-being over the team's success. And Jalen made sure the team had the success, not him. But he was leading. That, to me, is leadership and knowing where you are in the field and who you are. Kudos. Kudos.
it impressed me. I've never said this. I've never said 56% completion percentage impressed me. Until you go back and watch what he did and how he got there. It wasn't like he was throwing darts down the field and he was overthrowing. It had nothing to do with it. Had nothing to do with it. He didn't want turnovers. He didn't want lost negative plays. Perfect thing, man. That's how you win in the league. That's how you, that's how you win the admiration of your teammates. Can you imagine... Think about this, for instance. If those seven plays that he took the sack or behind the line of scrimmage, you're talking probably around 70 yards and negative yards. And in a three-point game, that might matter. That might matter. Plus the third downs, he broke the will of the Lions' defense. Those two sequences of how he controlled himself in there, I'm not even talking about A.J., could have been the difference in the ball game. Very smart. Good stuff. Okay? Good stuff. Thinking. You got to give it to him. Sounds like he don't like hurts to me. <laughs> okay i'm sorry man it's not enough of a rosier of a rosier deal for you man (laughs) Um, hey xander i gotta take a time out don't i jesus christ (laughs) oh man i'm sorry i didn't give it enough of a rose hey whatever that was right All right, man. Hey, do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Thank you so much. Hey, don't forget my friends at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free, meaning this. They don't get paid unless you do. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one attorney firm that's there for you that will protect you. The biggest firm in the country in Morgan & Morgan. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida are there to protect you. For the last 30 years, they've collected for their clients $13.5 billion dollars. That's getting it done, and that's why they are the biggest. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. When you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Dan Salio sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen, and most of the time when someone is injured, someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. 
Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sill. So veterans in San Francisco are now starting to, what is the word? Have some concerns about their quarterback. Wait a minute, though. When Big Sills talks about the, the Lions game, I'm overreacting. Are the 49er players overreacting on one play, Trey? I don't know. (laughs) Man, what happened to all that confidence that I was hearing coming out of San Francisco? Hey, man, we got a superstar in the making. Signed Kyle Shanahan. Man. This guy's everything. Signed John Lynch. All of a sudden, the Chicago nightmare happens, and everyone starts doing this. I don't know. (laughs) Where's Jimmy? Jimmy! Jimmy! I love you! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would be the biggest jackass in the building. But see, he's not that way. 
even though he has a vowel at the end of his name and it's an O, I would be a complete tool bag. Okay? Wait all year long to see the same BS. <laughs> hey, hey, I know 85. I'll get to it here at the top of the hour, too. Can you imagine, man? Jimmy! See, this is what Sills would do. Excuse me, what's your name? Oh, you want me to take a pay cut, too. Oh. So you asked me to take a pay cut. You gave my job away. And now you want me to come in and bail you out? Man. Jimmy Garoppolo is the best teammate there is in the league. They shit all over that guy for three years. And all he's done is go 38 and 16. And you're constantly dogging on him and pulling the carpet out from under him and his leadership. And he still handles it with great class and great leadership. Dude, that guy is a stud. Shields, but he's not elite. Well, you don't have to win Super Bowls with elite quarterback. Sign Nick Foles. Okay? But he can get you there. He can go to Green Bay and win. He can go to Dallas and knock those boys out in the opening round. Yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I saw in Chicago, and it wasn't it wasn't good. <laughs> what a absolute incredible costly nightmare that's going on and could end horribly. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan could lose their job over this because you gave three ones up. You took the team away from Garoppolo, who went to his third NFC title game or second title game in three years. And you thought you were smarter than you were in the building. One play tray. How dopey can you be? Okay. How dopey can you get? Oh. (laughs) Jimmy G would have destroyed the Bears if he started. He would have, man. That game wouldn't have been close. Hey, double O. Jerry Jones says he hopes Cooper Rush can come in and take Dak's job. (laughs) Oh, dude. The Eagles, you guys better not F this thing up, man. You have so many train wrecks going on in the NFC right now. It's wonderful. Brady's now in some sort of hypnotic state with Giselle. The quarterback in San San Francisco is a nightmare. The guy in Los Angeles, his arm is hurt more than we think. The guy is doing mushrooms up in Green Bay. I mean, what else do you want? Don't, Don't fall apart because you have horrible coaching. Don't fall apart. I mean, Brady's under, like I said, he's under some hypnotic spell from Giselle. Hey, man, I don't know. You know, maybe I should have come back. You got a guy in Los Angeles going, man, my arm, I don't know. You got the San Francisco thing going, hey, you know, this guy's not really good. You got another guy doing this with hookahs up in Green Bay. Not this year. He goes, oh, you don't make 50 Oh, yeah. Get some mushrooms, man. I'm ready to rock. <laughs> you look like a rock star anyway, Aaron. <laughs> and then you got a guy in Dallas. You never have to worry about Dallas. You never have to worry about the Cowboys because Jerry will jump in the way of a train. 
you know, hey, over here, it's the Cowboys. So he just throws Cooper Bus, Cooper Bus, <laughs> Cooper Bus, Cooper Rush. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Dude, you got everything lined up for you, man. Don't let Howie get in the way of this. Oh, my God. Every, every NFC team has a problem right now. Except the Eagles. Get this. You want to, hey, well, all the things that I've said, the Eagles are in the best shape. So, yes, I do think the Eagles go to the NFC title game. God, if you lay it out like that in the landscape and the map of the NFC, it surely looks awful. I mean, right? Even Brady. I mean, God, I guess you're going to leave me. Oh, my God. What? Rogers, man. <laughs> Rolling around on mushrooms. <laughs> oh, man. Jesus, criminy. This is beautiful. <laughs> Cowboys, I think Cooper Rush is going to go in there. I think he's going to be our next Don Meredith. Some of you don't even know who Don Meredith is. He going to be a guy going in there. He going to take Dak's job. You're hoping he takes Jack's, Dak's job so you can fire him and get that $45 million off your off your books. How you doing, everybody? This is Jerry. Cooper Rush. That's my boy. Me and he going to hang out at the OK Corral. How you doing? Where's Dak? I don't care where Dak is. You're so confused, Cilio. Yeah. My wife says that every day, man. Welcome to the room. Sills, who's the best quarterback coming out of next year's draft? Dude, I like that kid from Kentucky, man. He took a shot in that Gator game. I like him, man. I do. This guy takes a shot. I thought they should have pulled his ass for um, like concussion protocol. He goes back in there, throws a 75-yard strike down the field in the swamp. I was like, damn. How you doing? Will Levis. Got a guy doing mushrooms, another guy with a hurt chicken wing. You got indecision in San Francisco and Brady moaning over his old lady. Sounds like things are going well in the NFC. It's as the NFC turns. And there's the Eagles. With their fabulous coaching staff. <laughs> Should I use Hassan here or here or there? Should I blitz here or there or here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Carson Wentz, what do you mean? This ain't an impression. This is Jerry. Easy pot down, Carson. Get Steven's ass after you. Hey, by the way, my wife is from Dallas, Texas. Okay? Only steers and you know what come out of Dallas, Texas. <laughs> hey, that's right. Hold on. Steven, I love you, man. You're a friend of the program. I know most of you guys hate it when I get the owner of the Cowboys on. He's a friend. 
<laughs> How you doing, everybody? This is Jerry, Cooper, Cooper Rush. You ever heard of Cooper Rush? No, I can't say I have, Jer. <laughs> I don't even know what school he went to, dude. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, I'm going to reset. Top of the hour here. We're going to look at week two of the National Football League games. Also, reset some of the topics here. Appreciate everybody coming in. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. Please hit the like button. I had one of the most interesting things ever said to me yesterday, but then again, my wife laughed, and I, I haven't yet told Xander what my wife said about it, or even my aunt. Xander goes, gee, Sills, if you weren't such a whack job, can you imagine where you'd be? And I, I thought about that, and I go, tell me something I don't know. 
Tell me something I don't know, okay? That's why what I'm going to do here, <laughs> I'm going to own the world here. My feet are where I am, and just like Charles Barkley doesn't leave TNT, I got people got my back. <laughs> I'm going to own it. I'm going to own it. Own it. I'm owning it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. By the way, Barkley's on Jacob Sports tonight on the uh, Seth Joyner show. How you doing, right? Live in studio. Look at the people that are coming aboard now. Hey, man. <laughs> Hold on for a second here. SOS, Harry, and Aton. <laughs> SOS. <laughs> SOS. <laughs> SOS. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, it sees Hander. <laughs> Look at this, baby. It's Barkley and Seth. Okay, man. Oh, man. We're going to reset here. Danko's like this. Why are you such a Gannon hater, Dan? Because he's soft and he's a D coordinator. And I want my guy to resemble Buddy Ryan. I want you to go after like your hair's on fire and you go after somebody as a coordinator and you put them on their backs. I want a coordinator with that mentality. Let the dogs roll. Okay? You're our kind of whack job, Sills. Nathan, thank you. <laughs> Somehow, you know, hey, guys, I told you this last year, I think. My wife, I'm sitting down a couple months ago. We're having dinner. And my wife goes like this. Eh, who would have thought? Gee, Philadelphia people liking you? <laughs> really? And I go like this. What's that supposed to mean? She goes like this. Eh, sounds like, you know. You know, they got a tough reputation. They say some shit to people. And, and I go, what are you saying? She goes, I'm not, I don't find that to be that much of a reach that the people in Philly like you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, eh. And she goes, let me get this. Let me ask you this. I bet you half the audience talks shit to you, kind of likes you, but likes watching you and likes the stuff that you bring, but they're really not liking you, but you kind of wear on them. I go, Shit, that's 90% of the people that watch me. <laughs> Go Browns, baby. Hey, boy, don't let them have a winning record by the time. Deshaun Watson gets back. Oh, my God. Andrew Barry will win general manager of the year if the Browns make the playoffs. Be the GM of the year. GM of the year. And they still went. Oh. Dan Gannon is going to be the reason this team fails. It scares me. God, man, please don't let that happen. You got everything in front of you here. Everything. Okay, they're about to be 2-0. Who do the Browns play this week, man? By the way, their defense and their old line and their run. Nick Chubb is a... Is, you know, I Nick Chubb is a, he's the real deal too, man. That guy can 
He's a really great back. He's a great back. He is. Okay, he's a great back. They got the Jets. <laughs> the only thing that I would wish if I were the Browns is that Zach Wilson played so his mom would show up. <laughs> That's the only reason I want Zach Wilson to play. So his mom and his girlfriends could show up. Other than that, he's another turd. <laughs> Did I say that? I'm sorry, man. I'm getting a little, little personal here, man. I apologize. <laughs> well, hey, I don't know who, hey, Nathaniel Hackett or Jonathan Gannon. Why do those two guys remind me of one another? Well, what are the, what, when I see when I see Jonathan Gannon, why do I see Jonathan or Nate? What's his name? You know, we should start doing this. Jonathan Hackett. <laughs> oh, man. Jonathan Hackett. Oh, dude, that guy can run the ball, man, in Cleveland. He's a good football player. He really is. I'm going to get to the games here in a minute, but. I got to reset this one thing. One more time. One more time, guys. Indulge me here, please. Jesus, criminy. John McMullen even asked a question on rotations and how you get a game plan together. And this guy answers this, Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, I sit down with the head coach and the GM and we put the game plan together. What 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 could Jonathan Gannon ask Howie? Who do you think we should play on this personnel setting and grouping on third down? And Howie goes, I think you should play this guy, this guy, and this guy. Coach Roseman? Jesus, we got capologist Roseman, GM Roseman. Now we got head coach or slash assistant to the head coach, assistant to the DC, assistant to the OC, Coach Roseman. Boy, man, this guy's involved in everything here. Hey, man, this is my playground. And if you want to play with my bat and ball, then guess what? You play by my rules. This is my sandbox. You know that kid, man? Hey, can I use your pail and shovel? No! Not unless I'm building sandcastles with you. Jesus. <laughs> what if I don't like your sandcastle? <laughs> well, that's too bad. It's my bucket and it's my shovel. Okay? It's my bucket and my shovel. Jesus, criminy guy. I can't build my own sandcastle? No! Absolutely not! No way. Brian, I agree, Don. He needs to be evaluated during the bye week. Hey, hey chalk it up, sports. Can you imagine if you see how he uh, he's got binoculars? I'm surprised he doesn't have hey, you don't think he don't have a headset in his lap and he's listening to the coaches on the sidelines, do you? Would you put that? Would you put that past his ass? Okay. Would you put that past him? I wouldn't. Phew. Man, that dude has no right to be in that room talking about 
coordinating on defense, let alone on offense. It gets in the way. Too many voices confuse and cloud the decision-making. You need to have one dude in the building making the call. You need to have one guy that has clarity for his players. You need to have one guy in the locker room that the players look to that the decision stops with him. Jerry Jones is the greatest example of this dynamic. He has replaced, follow me here, he has replaced Troy Aikman, Emma Smith, Michael Irvin, Charles Haley. Over the last 27 years, he's replaced all of those players, Nate Newton, Mark Stebnoski, Mark Tune, Jason Witten. But the one person he hasn't replaced is Jimmy Johnson. The one player in the whole picture of building the dynasty was Jimmy. You know why? The buck stopped with Jimmy. The buck stopped with Jimmy. Some would say, well, they had some success with Parcells. No, they didn't. They never made a conference title game. No, they did not. The only success that Jerry Jones had, my boy Xander likes this, is the ones that run through the tape. If you are cut short of the tape, that's not success, my friends. That's almost Success is winning the last game of the year. Okay? The last football game of the year. That's success in that league. It's like Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. It's kind of true in the NFL, isn't it? Okay? Never. You never replaced Jimmy Johnson. All these places... Why do you think the Chargers struggle? General manager has more autonomy, Tom Telesco. And we have had Tom on this program than the head coach. Organization likes the fact that the GM, and this goes back all the way to Marty Schottenheimer. They fired Marty Schottenheimer with the Chargers after a 14-2 season. That shows you how incompetent that that ownership is. The Spanos family? We're kind of the same thing that I see with Howie and the Cowboys. You fire a coach that was 14-2 and and Schottenheimer. That's all you need to know about that ownership. 14-2, and you fire a coach who led you to that. They, they've never been the same since. Look at the play. Look at how Carroll outcoached Denver, that training wheels coach. With Geno Smith. Jesus, Geno Smith beat Russell Wilson. It's such a slap in the puss. Holy cow, man. Geno Smith, when he got his ass kicked in the Jets locker room, no one came to defend him. And he leads the Seahawks to to, to a sensational win. (laughs) Okay. Jimmy Johnson put together an incredible team, probably the best O-line ever. Oh, you got a pretty good one in 17, and you got a pretty good one now. They just got to play a little better, and I think they will play better. 
I think the offensive line is going to play better. Personally, I'll tell you what, I, Minnesota has better players on defense. That's going to be more of a challenge, I think. I think their linebackers are better too. There's more talent on that Viking defense. Okay? There is. I've been laughing since 95 when I hear how them boys. <laughs> you forgot Gino got knocked back in the day. Gino, hey, man, I, you know, he's a South Florida kid. I can't talk too much trash on him too, Savvy. You know, I'm South Florida kids, man. I love them all down there. My incompetent, um, my incompetent coaches that have gone through the University of Miami over the last 20 years has led to them not having Geno down there or Lamar Jackson for that matter. And it's always bugged me. E e even the kid Huntley who backs up Jackson is a South Florida kid. He went to Utah. How do you let Snoop go, man, right? I like that kid too, man. He's a winner. I think the Eagles offensive line comes out and punches guys in the mouth. I think that, well, they're going to have to. But if you think you're going to get into a back and forth and you're going to get into putting up points and you're going to go in a shootout, you're not going to beat a good team in a shootout. You don't have the capability of doing that because you have one guy in your offensive scheme, and that's A.J. Brown. Unless that changes. By the way, that's also a trend. That's not just a Lions game deal. Okay? Until Jalen can show multiple facets on being able to spread the ball around, he's still the same guy after 19 games too. He hasn't changed. That dynamic didn't change. Now, again, to his defense, the line didn't help. And he had to do that. And if he doesn't, they don't win. So it's not a pass. He did what he had to do to win the ball game. Actually, I would say this to you. That might have been Jalen, one of Jalen's better ball games. Because he was smart. Running game was going. He broke their will with those third down runs. And he found the new toy. I don't know. I don't know what more you could ask. And he put up 38 points. I mean, it's not how you drive. It's how you arrive, right? Omar, thank you. Mike goes, Sills, Brown was single covered all day. There's no point in spreading it around just for the sake of it. Well, really? So you think not having a spread offense is something that they envisioned in the offseason, okay? And Xander just goes like this. That was Seth's point. If he's open, why stop throwing it to him? Because, don't you get it? A.J. Brown should have 255 yards if you stick going to and you keep going to Dallas Goddard. And what you do is also you put on film that you're multifaceted in who you're going to cover. Right now, the Vikings are going to do this. They made an easy game plan. You got an easy game plan. Stop A.J. Stop A.J. Press cover him and stop A.J. What you got to do also is 
You've got to keep him contained. You can't let him break the edges down. And you got better players in Minnesota, especially their defensive ends. There's better ends in Minnesota. Okay? Also, you know how they're going to also play it this way? Minnesota's going to keep the Eagle offense in limited reps. They're going to be able to run it, throw it, and I would say this, in that game on Monday night, I would be shocked. You remember I said this. Mark this down. I would be shocked if the Vikings gave the Eagles more than 10 series in that game. 10 to 12 series. They'll, 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 they'll use the running game. Eagles haven't shown that they're very good on first down yet. They haven't for 20 games. That has not been fixed. Okay? Now you're playing against an elite wideout. Last week, they didn't have an elite wideout in Detroit. And anytime elite backs and wide receivers have been on the field like the Buck game, they've destroyed the Eagles. They're going to take what Todd Bowles did. Okay? Now, the difference in the Eagle team is clearly AJ and a healthy Miles. See, to me, you know what? I'm glad that um guy like Patrick Mahomes didn't have that mentality. He spread it around to nine different dudes. You had no way of defending Patrick Mahomes. You see, you became, no, and I see Seth's point. Why would I change against the Lions when the Lions can't stop AJ? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But you're not going to do that against elite teams with one play guy. When you play against that Chiefs team, man, this guy spreads it around to everyone. And Travis Kelsey wasn't really even the focal point in that game. That's a scary offense. When you're spreading it around like that, shit, how do you defend it? Mahomes is special. Mahomes is a special ball player. Okay. Big Seals, Jalen is 10 and 10 as Eagles, 10 wins and 10 losses. That's the career record. That's okay early on. I mean, Troy Aikman was 1 in 15 his first year, or actually because he didn't finish the year that season, Walsh did. He was like 1-11. No, 0-11. Walsh won that game that year. I think Troy was 0-11 his first um, his first year in the league as a starting quarterback. He was 0-11. It's all right. I mean, look, look, look at Stafford. He's still underwater. Do you think Jefferson can have 110-plus yards against the Eagles this year? Even last week, he was sensational. Big Seals, Devontae Smith will be the number one option this Monday because we know they're going to try to take away Brown. I, I, I agree with you, Dominic. I agree with you. But I'll tell you what. Here's something about AJ. Go ahead. That's what I, I think that guy challenges you like this. Anyone try to take me away? You ain't going to take me. Let me just say this to you. You're not beating AJ Brown if you're a DB in an arm wrestling contest. That's not working. 
If you think you're going to go out there and you're going to arm wrestle him with one dude, no way. I'll take that. I'll take AJ Brown on that every day, all night, all week. Okay. I told you, Sills. Good Howie, bad Howie. Damn. Get out of the way, man. I can see it in Mr. International. I can. I, I get where you're going there. Zach Pascal, pretty physical kid, more so than I thought. Yeah, so where's Quez in this whole dynamic? He's another lost dude. That's week one. I'm not going to go there. It's not true. Take that back. It's not true. They're not lost dudes yet until we start seeing more of a trend. Okay, three games is a trend. So we'll take a look more at that when it comes to you, – you start looking at production and trends after three games. So it's it's 60 minutes. It's not fair to put a trend chart together on that. However, an in-game trend, trend chart, you saw what they were trying to do. They were trying to throw the ball. You got that, right? Jalen Hurts, the way he ran, those weren't designed runs. They were trying to throw the ball. The offensive line gave up the pressure. And it was Jalen's escapability that saved that game, in my opinion. Okay? Howard, hey, Brandon, prior to today, I would have said you were out of your mind. Today, though, Brandon, I don't know. I don't know if he's involved in play calling. Why not? He's involved in everything else. I'm surprised he doesn't have a broom. Let me clean this place up. (laughs) Hey, let me lay the papers out. Hey, let me put the coffee out. Hey, let me pay everybody. Hey, let's have meetings. Hey, Jesus, cry me, guy. You wear me out. Get out of my space. Dude, if you want to be a Philadelphia Eagle coach, you got to play in Howie Sandbox. It's plain and simple, man. You have no room in that building for creativity. That's why Jonathan Gannon is your DC. Ain't no creativity. Can you, hey, isn't this the worst human being in the world? Can I tell you what I used to tell them? I want to tell you guys this. Do you know what I used to tell my producers, like Joy Taylor and all the people that worked for me? No idea is a bad idea. Okay. I'm not trying to suppress creativity. Not every idea is a good idea. We all know that. But you could take pieces of things that eventually work. The worst person on the planet is this. When you're a coordinator, a painter, when you're a sculptor, when you're a coach, is to have this guy in the room with you. Nah, that won't work. Nah, that won't work. Why don't you try this? Dude, you're 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 not letting Jonathan Gannon grow even as a defensive coordinator when you do that. When you're a great coordinator, you sculpt schemes. You put these elaborate schemes together, like the 46 game green, purple people eaters, doomsday. Steel Curtain. Those guys put all those type of defenses together because the people they have in the building 
and the talent they have in front of them. Jim Johnson looks Jim Johnson looks at Hugh Douglas and goes, this guy hates playing the run. He don't want to cover tight ends, but he can rush the passer. Turned him into a Hall of Famer in Philly. That's coordinating. That's how you put a scheme together. You think when Bill Walsh was putting the West Coast offense together, he was just looking at the guys he had on his team? He looked at it and he goes, how can I take advantage of Montana? How can I take advantage of Joe? Very athletic, can roll. He's got a great sense of getting back to his drops. And he sees the field like nobody I've seen. That's along with Don Coriel, him taking Zampezi, Ernie Zampezi's philosophies along with Coriel, and they're led the beginning of the spread offense. And they started with the spread offense. Immediately, the number one thing that Walsh and everyone tried to do to you, they spread you out right away. And that's what created lanes for Roger Craig, the pass catch, and all these guys. Remember something, Montana didn't win a Super Bowl, his first one, with Jerry Rice on the team. You know who the receiver was with Montana when he won his first Super Bowl? Freddie Solomon. It was Walsh's system. Then you add Rice, night, game over. They couldn't defend Montana. I played against Joe. It was undefensible. He come to the line of scrimmage and start going black 80, black 80. Black was their audible color. And when you heard black 80, everybody, you almost heard a wince. Oh, it was an audible of rice running a slant, the legendary rice slant. Okay, take it to the house. And by the way, Jerry Rice, when he ran a 40-yard dash, you ready for this? He ran a 4-8. I was faster. He ran a 4-8, but I'll tell you what, I never saw Rice caught on a football field ever. (sighs) But all these great minds developed the system, Gannon's plug and play. And you got a GM in the building suppressing creativity. Some of you would go, how do you know he's saying anything? Just his presence alone says enough. You don't have to have your boss open his mouth, but when he comes into a meeting, something's up. He doesn't have to say a word, but when the boss comes in and you see the owner, something's up. How he could sit there in both coordinating meetings and not say anything. Both those coordinators are going, I wonder if he likes my idea. Dude, if I have a coordinator that's on my coaching staff that says, gee, I wonder if the GM likes my idea, I'm going to fire his ass. I don't care what he thinks. I care what you think. You're the one that has the personal relationship with the players on the field, not him. He pays them. Remember something. A general manager falls in like with a guy. Coaches love their players. There lies that how he falls in like Okay, but the only reason he keeps those guys in the barn too long is ego. Because a good coach would go, kid, you ain't cutting it. Jay Jordan goes like this. You don't know that for certain. Well, according to 
Jonathan Gannon, he is in the room. Why would he say it? What, he's lying? So Jay Jordan thinks that Jonathan Gannon is lying at a press conference that he goes over with his game plan with the executive general manager of the Eagles when he said it yesterday to our very own John McMullen. So he lied? Interesting. Why would you lie about something so innocuous like that? Why would you lie about that? Why even? You know what? If I was a coordinator, I wouldn't even bring that up. Unless Jonathan Gannon started doing this, feeling some of the heat, saw some of the public criticism. You know, Howie's in here too with me. Ooh. Okay. Is he? Really? Coach Roseman? <laughs> hey, Brandon. Brandon goes like this. Sills, I got to think Gannon snitched on Howie a little. I, I was floored when I said I had to get, you know, a dear friend of mine that I can't name, you know, help me. I had, to, I had to look at the transcript, okay? And I could get it on NFL Communications as well. I had, I had to look, and I couldn't believe it was there written too. Yeah, Howie Roseman's involved in the game plan. I was like, what? Oh, you go over the game plan on, like, when's this? Mondays? Whew. Jesus, criminy. Howie, baby. Coach Roseman. Uh, There's a Coach Roseman on the staff? Hell yeah, man. He's in the coaching meetings every Monday with the coordinators. Coming up with the new game plan against... Howie Roseman's part of the game plan that's going to stop a guy he missed on in the draft. (laughs) Oh. Hey, that'll go well. (laughs) Hey, I didn't think much of Justin Jefferson... And if I'm not mistaken, didn't he move up to get Rager too? Am I wrong with that? Did he move up to get Rager? And hey, 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 he's going to game plan. He's going to put a game part or he's going to help, I guess. The game plan with Gannon. Two two people are going to put game plans together against me. Who do you think I'm going for, okay, when it comes for – like me believing that something will get done positive. Jonathan Gannon and Howie Roseman are putting a game plan together against the Vikings and Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook for next Monday. (laughs) It, It can't get funnier. So what do you think we should try, Jonathan? Well, we should do a little bit more of what we did last week. Nah, you know, let's try this. Let's move Reddick and put him over on the left side, and let's put this guy over on the right side. Wait, wait, what about Sweat? Let's put him at nose tackle. <laughs> my God, I'd be in there going, oh, my God. I have zero confidence in that. Um, I don't really like that play. Can you please run um, a short screen? Thank you, Howie. 
<laughs> you think there's like, watch this. And the earpieces for the head coach, you go like this, click the OC, click the DC. Then you can click over and you can hear everyone. There's probably one that has H on it too. Howie, what do you want, Howie? What do you like here? Let's run a trap. Howie wants a trap. It's like when it's like when Paterno was in the booth. Yeah, let's run a triple screen. Triple screen. Do we have it? <laughs> it came from Howie. Hey, make up a triple screen, <laughs> Mister International. Nothing personal. That guy sucks as a coordinator. Vlad, there is eagle uh, swag in the background. I got Jerome Brown's um, rosary back there. Do you see it? Not rosary, but his uh, palms, I think. Right there next to my Canes football helmet. Okay. And isn't that helmet down, isn't that hat down there, Jerome Brown? So there's some things back here. All right, how do you shut down JJ? I like it. Plus, I want to hit on some of the games. I got to take a timeout. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go Birds! 
and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome back. Big Sills, please hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. Thank you again. We appreciate it. I'm going to look at some of the games. Won't give you my prediction until the end of the week, but we'll look at some of the games that are coming up here in a second. Somebody asked a question prior to us going to a timeout here. How do you stop Justin Jefferson? Here, I'm going to show you. Watch this. Dear God, please let me play as good as I possibly can. And please, God, let it be downpouring. May, may the monsoons hit Philadelphia like the great flood that took Noah's Ark to Mount Sinai. Please, God, Arafat, excuse me. Please, God, in Heavenly Father's name, amen. Can we have a rain where we have to build an ark? Thank you very much. Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's how you stop Justin Jefferson. <laughs> a lot of praying, a lot of incense. Okay. <laughs> That's how you stop Justin Jefferson, homie. <laughs> Dear God, may he please miss the bus like Allen Robinson. No. <laughs> yeah. oh. Dude, if I were eight. Hey, did, did he get locked into like a, his hotel room or something? He he got locked in his hotel room? Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> Find out that hotel room. Hey, man, what happened? I don't know, man. The door locked and we couldn't get him out for about three and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Razor goes, you guys act like Jefferson is God. Um, well, on a football field um, against the Packers, I guarantee you there was a lot of praying going on when that 188 and those touchdowns were thrown up on him. <laughs> hey, can you, the Packer guys were doing this. Hey, Johnson. <laughs> That's what you don't want to see. Your cornerback throwing up before the game because he's got to play a guy that's got 3,000 yards in two years and threw 200 catches. Okay. Hey, double O. I like your attitude. Someone needs to knock him the hell out of the game. Okay. I'm up for that. Hey, man, any means necessary. That applies Monday night. <laughs> that applies Monday night. Hey, a very creative guy, a forearm to the head. Okay, well, that's creativity. <laughs> Chargers in Kansas City, week two of the NFL. So, Justin Herbert, you guys were comparing Jalen Hurts and his development to a guy who's 329 yards away from 10,000 passing yards and going into his third year? You don't really mean that, do you? I'm going to give you guys time to pause on that one. You don't really mean that, right? <laughs> I mean, only Mahomes got there as quick. 
you don't really mean that. I know you don't. Dude, Patrick, this is a hell of a game. Dude, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes versus the Chargers. Khalil Mack had three and a half sacks. Bose is on the other side. Derwin James is in the second. I Hey, I'm not going to say who wins this yet, but I can't wait to what? This is tomorrow night at Arrowhead. Oh, man, you can't ask for a better game than this to kick the week off. That's dope. Carolina, the greatness of Baker Mayfield versus the greatness of Saquon Barkley. Let's see if Barkley gets through another game. Giants 1-0 with Brian Dable. I like this guy, man. I think he's bringing a nice little energy in the building there to New York. Carolina. Hey, do you think that there is a hotter seat for a coach that's going to get blown out than Matt Rule? Oh, and they gave that guy like $68 million. David Tepper, like the richest owner in the league, gave him a boatload of dough. And he has completely bombed. Miami at Baltimore. This is going to be a pretty good ball game, man. And by the way, Lamar Jackson, this guy's got a lumber yard on his shoulder, man. I think the MVP is going to come down between him and Josh Allen. Baltimore, man. This guy's won 38 of 50 ball games already. Lamar Jackson. Whew, what a stud. Patriots at Pittsburgh. We say this to you about the uh, Patriots. That Belichick mystique is done. It's done. I don't fear anything he has up there anymore. He looks very common. Can I say this? This is going to sound terrible. Bill, Bill Belichick looks like Cleveland Bill Belichick. He looks like he was in Cleveland. Marginal talent. Good coaching, prepared, but not great. The greatness of the Jets versus the Browns. Look at the Browns. The Browns are going to go 2-0 and with a hamburger helper quarterback. And they're going to be nine games away from getting that kid back on the field again, Deshaun Watson. My God almighty, can you imagine if they're sitting at like 5-4 and four or 5-3? and three? When he comes back, don't make the playoffs. Don't make the playoffs. And Andrew Barry would be like, oh, my God. Of course, Mike Tomlin's a great coach, though, too. The Jets. How about the way that Jet coach is going around going, we're taking receipts on everyone talking shit on us. Dude, you suck. When Fireman Ed is your only guy in the building, I don't even know if Fireman Ed's alive anymore. The only person that's been more famous is Joe Namath than Fireman Ed. I'm sorry, bud. Okay? Fireman Ed. <laughs> that's the only thing the Jets have had for the last 30 years. A guy banging on his helmet. <laughs> oh, my God. The Jets suck so bad. Hey, what's been the highlight of the Jets the last 30 years? A guy hit himself in the head. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Bucks in New Orleans. How about this one? You're oh my god! I want to. I think this game is going to be a last possession ball game. I think this is going to go right down the way it's gone down for the last years that Brady's been in Tampa. I, I, man, there's a part of me that likes New Orleans in this game. Washington and Commander once. Commander once goes into Detroit, the same place that Jalen hurts. Oh my God! Then they get Jalen on the other on the backside of that week in a short work week. So you got Cousins, and then that Sunday, you got Commander Wentz. It's going to be an interesting – wow, next week is going to be spectacular for the Eagles. You got a Monday nighter, national television, with one of the hottest teams in the league, and then you got Commander Wentz on Sunday at FedEx. Woo! Big week for big sales. Atlanta at the Raiders. Atlanta. I still like Marcus Mariota, but sorry, kid. <laughs> oh, here's another good one. Seattle at San Francisco with the greatness of one play, Trey. What am I doing? TikTok, 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 TikTok. That's the seconds going away from Trey Lance's starting job. In San Francisco. And then Jimmy G sitting back there eating Subway sandwiches going like this. Yeah, they're going to come back and kiss my ass bigger than you know. <laughs> hey, wouldn't you do this if you were Jimmy Garoppolo? You're going to kiss my ass so bad. You better put chapstick on. <laughs> You're going to kiss my ass big time on this one. You asked me to take a pay cut? Geno Smith is against... Trey Lance. Why do I like Geno Smith more? Boy, hey, you better pucker up there. (laughs) I'd be telling John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, no, 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 like this. Yeah, pucker up because you're going to need to. Chapstick too. Or you could put the lip balm on if you want. You're going to need it. Oh, and by the way, you know that $10 million you took from me? Eh, you might want to put that back in my bank account. Okay? You can put the lip balm on. <laughs> the chapstick. John Lynch. Hey, can you imagine? Here, here's Kyle Shanahan and, and, and John Lynch walking in to tell Jimmy he's starting. How do I look? <laughs> Prepared. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, lip 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 gloss or chapstick. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan after this kid completely shits the bed again against Seattle and he's 0-2. And you go back to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy's not only gonna be making Subway sandwiches, he's gonna be going like this. Yeah, I got a new sponsor. It's called Carmax. <laughs> You're gonna kiss that kid's ass, man. And, and again, if I'm gloating, it's because Jimmy has an O in his last name and he's a Paisan. We're good. Let's see here. Arizona and the Raiders. That'll be a good one. It's in Las Vegas. Arizona's got to win, man. So does the Raiders. You're in a division where you can't lose that AFC West. Cincinnati, Dallas. 
And you you got Jerry Jones doing this. Yeah, Cooper Rush, man. You see this kid? Remember when he did that with Brandon Whedon and he brought him in? Brandon Whedon's got one of the best arms I've ever seen. And you're like, Brandon Whedon is a bum. And he's like, this guy here, I gotta tell you, he is wonderful. You're like, dude, he sucks. Brandon Whedon was a better baseball player than he was football player. <laughs> hey, you seen this Cooper Rush? This kid can throw the ball. Thank you. Well, it is the NFL. Cincinnati and Joe Burrow are going to roll that team, man. We, we, we got 11 from heaven, thanks to the Eagles. <laughs> Who would you rather have, Michael Parsons or Devontae Smith? I don't know. <laughs> Guy didn't have any catches last week. I don't know. You know what I mean, right? I did see Parsons sack Brady. Eh, you know, might want that mulligan back too, right, Howie? Or Coach Roseman. Forgot that, right? Oh, hey, hey, I wonder how that's going to look in four years from now. Eh, Michael Parsons or Devontae? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I got to look at it a little better. Houston and Denver. Hell, the greatness of the Texans. They tie the Colts. Hey, Jim Mersey probably. Seriously, tell me Jim Mersey's not doing this. We tied the Texans? <laughs> Jim, can you please put that oxycodone bottle down and the shot of whiskey? Okay. I mean, can you please do that, man? I don't want anybody to get hurt here or anything. We tied the Texans. Yeah, I thought it was an upgrade over Wentz. Yeah, so did we. You're the one that made the call, though, Jim. See what happens when an owner gets in the way? He hated Wentz so bad, he got him out of there, and you tied the Texans. Oh, Texans are a good team. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Chicago Green Bay. Imagine Justin Fields. Dude, I'll take everything I – hey, Xander, I'll take everything back about Justin Fields if he beats Green Bay at Lambeau. I'll start anew with him. If you beat the Niners and you beat the Packers in consecutive weeks, one on the, one at home and then on the road at Lambeau, I'll tell you what, man, you'll have me pumping the brakes on the kid, and I hope it happens. I do. I hope it happens. Dylan, how you doing, man? Lovey's a good coach, Joe. He really is. I got great respect for him. Then this dual Monday night deal. Tennessee at Buffalo. Boy, Tennessee gets beat in their opener. Buffalo looks like an absolute freight train. Man, at Buffalo, Bills Mafia, I don't know. <laughs> I think my boy, the defending NFL coach of the year, Coach Vrabel, goes 0-2, man. That Buffalo train, it's a humming, man. Then... ABC. ABC. Woo. 
man, I, you might even want to get, and you get the big crew too. You get Aikman and Buck. I hope they put on the original yellow jackets too. Make it official because that's a big game. Dude, all the games on the schedule here, I think the Thursday night game and the last Monday night game, I think those are your biggest games of the weekend. That New Orleans and Bucks game, keep an eye on that thing. Okay? Keep an eye on that. Minnesota-Philly, not on ESPN, too. Where you get those two bumpkin Mannings going back and forth, going, what do you got to do here on that triple option kind of cow cow thing here? What would you run? I like Eli. Eli goose on his brother all the time. Okay? It's like Harry and Edward. (laughs) Peyton Manning's got a gigantic forehead, too, doesn't he? Like a nine head. I mean, hey, however, though, However, over here, thank you. Um, I do think I think that's a game of the week, man. Minnesota and Philly, man. I think that's gonna be a heck of a ball game. Absolutely. GT, is it really supposed to rain? That favors Philly big time. 31 degrees, awesome. Oh, absolutely awesome. You guys were great, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Philly 500 was spectacular as always. Love getting him on, getting a fan's perspective. You guys have been great. It's a great thing this week. We get an opportunity to really get a chance to watch all the games on Sunday. Guys, I say this to you. Thank you so much for doing all the things you do. Xander, great stuff as always till tomorrow. Going three to six. We'll see you on the flip side. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.